Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me as always is Space Raider Connor Lawler. I took a drink when you were doing the interview and it went down my nose passage. <laughs> oh. Classic hardened space raider talk right there. <laughs> he forgot Sorry. how to drink. We all knew he had a drinking you know, problem. It's it's an audio platform, so sometimes you can get away with a sip or two. But what I did there was I went one sip too many, and we all know that feeling when you think I've made a deep mistake here. Yeah, you dug too greedily and too deep. Yeah, and too much you my choked on liquid. <laughs> was it my waddy you're on tonight? Excellent. Uh, what my waddy? A strong one, full of liquor. <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, it's just strict my waddy. <laughs> just tell you that. Fair enough, Connor. What is it we do here on Hero or Zero? Uh, this is Hero or Zero. We uh, cover one comic book character every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I normally do DC. Sean normally does Marvel. Last week, I did an amazing DC character. Sean normally does middling characters from the (laughs) Marvel universe. So, Sean, this week, who are you going to regale us with tales of? Connor, I have six words for you. Okay. Druig, Lord of Flames and Nightmares. (laughs) Right. Okay, real quick. Um, we've never had a have we ever had a hero with six words in their I title? Don't, I don't. I think this is a record, uh, mm. and like we've had, I I think the longest might have been something like I did the Fantastic Four. <laughs> technically, no, Gore the God Butcher. That's four. Gore the God Butcher. That's it. That is four. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think. Um, 
Druid Lord of Flames and Nightmares might take the victory there. <laughs> There's and a moment there where you were like, fuck, what's his name? What's it? Oh, you what had forgotten because it was so a, long. I have a five word memory. I'm like a goldfish. Surely, step one of creating a villain or a hero for comic books or any sort of medium is like, we gotta make it snappy and like memorable. Like Superman, it's a nice one. Spider Man, even better. Captain America, it has a bit of a ring to it. What's this guy's name? Druig Lord of Flames and Nightmares. Oh, of course. He can't just have Lord of One. Greedy. <laughs> now, in fairness, he does tend to go by Druig. Um, which also sounds oh, that, very much his, like an Irish name. That's his maiden name. <laughs> please, please. Druig was my father. <laughs> Call me Druig Lord of Flames and Nightmares. It's like, like I want to be Lord of the Fires, but I also like Nightmares. Do you think when they were writing, they were like, no, Druig Lord of Nightmares, that's not cool enough. What's cooler than Nightmares? Flames. <laughs> How do you make something cool? Put flames on it. <laughs> Put um, flames on it. But this follows on from my last report I did on Icarus of the Eternals. Uh, because Druig is also uh, involved with the Eternals. He's uh, Sean? Bo- yeah. What are the Eternals? Fuck! Okay. <laughs> yes! We'll get there. I'm s- steadily, every two weeks I'm covering one Eternal until the movie's come well, out. By the way, we w- I will just give a quick run down. The Eternals, I'm not going to say what they are, that's your job. But the Eternals is a movie that the MCU is doing. Um, they were meant to already release it, or it's coming out this year. I think it was pushed back. It was meant um, to come out in November, it's now coming out February 12th, and we somehow still haven't gotten a trailer for it. Yeah, and so any day now, I think, unless they push it back again, which is also a very real possibility. But the Turtles is, it's like a bunch of weird gods in space. And everyone said, the Mar- Marvel won't be able to pull this off, to which they responded with, we can do Guardians of the Galaxy, so we can kind of pull this off too. Yeah, it's, and so Druig is the character, he's being portrayed by Irish actor Barry Keown. Um, oh, yeah, so this big is this spot. big spot, and this is like once you get to this guy, you re- you'll realize like, holy fuck, this is big for like a newcomer to the Marvel universe. Because we know of him of Barry here, but like we don't, he's not made it that mainstream in terms of like you can't get much more mainstream than the MCU. Yeah, this is pop culture. Like he's living yeah. through it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off the report here. Um, so. A uh, little bit of flavour at the start. Druig, Lord of Flames and Nightmares, was the Polarian Eternal, uh, son of Valkin, and who, so which makes him Icarus's cousin. Uh, You're going to have to do a family tree up at some stage on a social media platform so no everyone bother. can kind of understand. Connor, we've had two characters so far. <laughs> two of them. I, any listeners that are like, have heard that first sentence like, fucking hell. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Let's just all just try and knuckle in, figure out who's who. Icarus, Richard Madden. We have him down. Let's just hang on to him for hope and we'll go from there. Yeah, you're going to like this next sentence though. <laughs> okay. Uh, a hungry power schemer, uh, Druig was a disappointment to his father. Um, mm. Now, while he was a disappointment, his father would turn a blind eye to Druig's faults. So his father basically refused to see him for the power-hungry madman that he was. But he knew he was a power-hungry madman or a bit of a dickhead. He knew he was a bit of a dickhead. He knew he'd stab anyone in the back to get what he wants. Think of Druig as, like, Loki. Like, the worst parts of Loki. Okay, right. So he does he have some of the charm of Loki? 
He he is a bit of a a a, a trickster, shall we say? Oh, the god of tricks! That's it. <laughs> you no, will. you'll you'll see later on in the report. His tricks are not as whimsical. <laughs> I don't like non-whimsical tricks. Give me whimsy all the way. So, 1,000 years ago, in preparation for the third host of Celestials, you'll remember, a host is any time the Celestials come visit Earth to check on the progress, see how society is evolving. Um, So, Druig worked um, with Valken, uh, his father, uh, Ajak, a family friend, and his uncle Viraco, who is Icarus's father. Um, He worked with them in preparing for the Celestials' arrival. During the preparations, Druig snuck away and attempted to seize power um, from a, a deviant known as Dromedan. That name doesn't matter, but it's what he's called. <laughs> now, right. What an intro. <laughs> Is that like his best man speech? <laughs> well, I can see this being... The, the reason I left this in... Oh, I like the best man speech line. <laughs> but I think this will be the intro of the Eternals movie. Is this like peace? Um, oh, okay. So it, the this deviant Dramadan, he was in, like entombed. He was sealed away. The um, deviants are the bad guys. By deviants the way. are the bad guys. Thanos is a deviant. Yeah. Um, so uh, Druig was attempting to just take his power from him, but he ended up unleashing the deviant um, upon the world. Um, Thor joined up with the Eternals and succeeded in beating the deviant. But it was, it came at the cost of Viraco's life. So Icarus's father died uh, in the in the battle. Um, oh, okay. Valken, who was Druig's father, uh, vouched for his son, who claimed he was he he claimed he had an innocent intent in his actions. Um, so again, this is Valken just being like, "No, my son isn't that bad." He he, he said, only he was stuck just away to co- he only stuck away to cause ultimate havoc. That's, Other than that, he's cool. You cast the first stone. <laughs> so Let's just fuck around and open up a fucking portal to deviants, he said. So, after the death um, uh, of Icarus's father, he was adopted um, by Valken, um, so his, his uncle, um, which mean, meant that the Icarus... Icarus and Druig's relationship became strained because they were now competing. In Druig's eyes, they were competing for his father's attention now. It is very similar to Thor and Loki. Isn't it? Like, it, it's, mm. there's a lot of parallels there. Okay. Um, so, the Eternals, like, proliferated throughout history. Um, but I'm going to skip forward a bit to the modern age. So <laughs> I like that sentence, by the way. They just prefer, yeah, no, a true history. They're just you know around. They're just around. <laughs> Let's just fill in the gaps. So in modern times, Druig served as an agent of the KGB in Russia, uh, where he found that he enjoyed torturing people. Oh, very good. <laughs> nice to have pastimes. <laughs> so uh, when a man called Ziran the Tester came through Russia, Druig planned to kill him uh, using a weapon that he had learned of by torturing his cousin Icarus. However, Icarus disintegrated Druig before he could fire the weapon. What? Okay, yeah. so is he dead? His body was then recovered by oh. the Celestials. <laughs> of course. Um, who basically brought him back to life. 
in like a stasis container and then he was eventually broken out of that because uh, someone wanted to write with him again. Okay. So now the stepbrothers have, one of them has basically made the other one crumble into ash. Exactly. So that w- that might spark a bit of vengeance uh, bit in of the heart. Rivalry. Yeah. So maybe Druig Lord and Flames and Nightmares isn't the good guy we all thought he was. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was like, just going to start giving the charity. Yeah, just like he's a really lovely guy. Uh, <laughs> just look, don't let the name fool you, guys. I've opened the soup kitchen because I love you. That's about <laughs> it. M- meanwhile, Icarus, Lord of Flowers and Sugar, absolute <laughs> bastard. <laughs> kicking, kicking orphans on his way to work, the bastard. <laughs> so after a time uh, of Druig being returned, all the Eternals lost their memories um, and believed that they were just regular humans. Uh, during this time, Druig became Deputy Prime Minister of Voris Heike, uh under the name Ivan Druig. Right, okay. I, that's a made-up country like Sokovia. Yes, yeah. It's, okay. it's just general Eastern European sounding. Okay. Um, so Druig hired Cersei, who's also an Eternal, um, to organise a party at the Voris Eichen Embassy asking her to invite wealthy guests and prominent scientists under the guise of promoting tourism to their Soviet nation. Oh, under the guise. I don't like that sentence. Well, you, you, you Connor, you, that, that film degree didn't go to waste because... <laughs> under the guise of giving them money, you mean? <laughs> no, he arranged for armed men to storm the party, kidnap oh. the scientists and manufacture oh. a hostage situation. Interesting. Okay, that's got a different way than I expected. It, very true. However, one of his co-conspirators turned against him uh, and ordered the mercenaries to murder Druig as well as the hostages once the scientists were taken away. Um, okay, so, so this guy started off as a good guy. He's part of the Eternals and everything. Yes. And true that he, he's gone into the bad area. He just became a bit of a dickhead. Icarus killed him. And then they brought him back from the dead because in comic books nobody is ever dead. They just, a writer leaves, another writer comes back, brings them back. So now he's back and he's full on taken up the mantle of evil guy who is now prime minister of his own country and he's kind of like Lex Lutering it. But now he's also tried to do a coup. <laughs> Can it be a coup in his own country if he's the prime minister? He's the vice prime minister. <laughs> vice prime minister. I do apologise. So he can very well throw a coup in that case. <laughs> you, can, you can at that stage, yes. So uh, in addition to Cersei being at the party, um, there well, were other... Cersei's etern- being played by Angelina Jolie. I think. Angelina Jolie, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and I, I might cover her next time. Um, Maybe. I'll be honest, her report is a lot. Um, <laughs> okay. So... There were other Eternals at the party in addition to Cersei and Druig um, and their close proximity um, created, as we touched on in my last report, the uni mind, um, where Eternals' minds fuse uh, and become more powerful temporarily. Um, because of this, uh, they, were, they experienced a reawakening of their mental powers and what's crucial about Druig is he experienced a reawakening of his ambitions. So, Oh, so now he's he, going to look for jobs at LinkedIn. 
that that's it. He's he's updated yeah. the CV. Said Vice Prime Minister. <laughs> he's had a rough couple of months. Half of we all. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, you think today's the day. Today's the day I'm going on to start doing a few clicks. Well, it it more for, on Druig's front. It's more so. He stopped wanting to be just the Prime Minister, and he now wants oh. to be the head of the Eternals. Oh, right. <laughs> That's a bit of a step up. <laughs> a bit of a promotion there. I, I want to go from Vice Prime Minister from a, from a random country to Head of the Gods. <laughs> I want to be Zeus. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. So, uh, returning uh, to Vorazica, Druig seized control of an army unit and rounded up all the heads of government. Um, he then had all the people involved at the betrayal at the embassy dragged before him uh, and gave the heads of government a choice. They could either kill a betrayer or kill themselves. Oh, okay. Classic trickster. <laughs> There's not a lot of whimsy there. Not a lot of room to manoeuvre. To be fair, Loki does take that guy's eye in Avengers. Not a lot of whimsy there either. No one, no one really touches on that. Everyone just no, loves how he, charming he is now. He's a bit of an anti-hero who's taken eyes. <laughs> he's taken a man's eye. <laughs> Haven't we all been there? After one government head attempted to kill Druig, he forced the man to kill himself. Uh, oh. With this small but bloody revolution, Druig took control of Vorazica. So, so now he's, he's now, the Prime Minister. Yeah, he's very much in like a Doctor Doom position of power at this point. He's like, he's yeah, he's a leader of his own country. Exactly, which means he also has diplomatic immunity now. But do, say it, say it properly if you're going to do diplomatic it. Diplomatic immunity. Thank you. But does he have godlike powers? He does. He does indeed. Um, so he's just walking amongst humans, but he's just like a god. Yeah, like he has all the powers of an eternal. Um, but this is more interesting. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Um, so, as the other Eternals began to awaken, um, Zuras, who, if you'll remember, is the head of the Eternals at the minute, um, needed Druig's help in containing the Dreaming Celestial. So the Celestial that's buried in the Arctic Circle and sealed away. Um, <laughs> There's a lot to cover in this movie. If they're attempting to cover all of this in one film, one two-and-a-half-hour film... Fair fucks. I looked up the summary. It says it's covering the saga of the Eternals. That's that's a lot of that's a lot that's, of random names and gods and side quests. If, yeah, I, I I look. I'm interested. Let's say that. Mm. Yeah, um, look. Let's see if they can pull it off. Let's see if it pays off, Cotton. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, in exchange for his assistance in this matter, Druig made Zorus vow to leave Vorajika to him. Uh, and ru- to, for him to rule. Um, and Zorus, head of the Eternals, reluctantly agreed to this request. So now he's been left alone. Yeah, in exchange for his help, he just gets to do his own thing now. And they're not because happy he... about it, but he's very no, powerful like, and they need like him. Like, they're kicking stones in the street, like, okay, fine. Fine. Like, he's going to do murders, <laughs> and we want to <laughs> stop him. <laughs> So, once the Dreaming Celestial was contained, uh, an arms race began between Zuras and Druig. Um, They were trying to locate other Eternals to build their forces. So, Druig found he could brainwash Eternals to his cause um, and establish nearly a dozen followers. 
Right, so he must be charismatic, or is he doing it through powers? Uh, now, it is brainwashing, so the Eternals are kind of like, oh. uh, they don't remember that they're Eternals at this point. So when he awakens them, he just fucks with their mind to be like, yeah, and I'm your leader, and you serve me, and anything I say goes. Oh, okay, all right, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's like uh, the yeah. Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence film. <laughs> he just wakes them up from their pod, and it's just like, I'm unreal. I'm absolutely great. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best. And you love me. Before you went to sleep, you kept talking, oh man, I love that guy who's the Lord of the Flames. <laughs> so, this this is really cool. This might be the climax of the movie. Uh, so, during all this arms race, uh, Icarus has become the prime eternal. He's become the leader of the, the, the good eternals, shall we say. The king in the north. The king in the north. Um, But Icarus grew tired of allowing Druig to just run free and do whatever he wanted. So what he did was... He's kind of like, I've already disintegrated this guy once, and now he's back causing more havoc. Yeah, like oh yeah, like Icarus does not like him. <laughs> it's Thor has become leader and Loki's causing shit. And he's just like fucking hell. Oh, I've already to... solved this mess. I'm done with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in, because he was tired of allowing Druig to do whatever he wanted, Icarus abdicated any ties to Olympia, which is kind of the the leadership of the Eternals. He said, "I'm fucking done," which meant. He was no longer bound by the promise made to leave Druig alone. <laughs> oh, so he had to retire from his job to kick the shit out of him. Yep, and he attacked Vorazika directly. <laughs> but he still has godlike powers, yeah? Yeah, they both have godlike powers, so it's just like... Oh, yeah. Two of the same car with a full tank of petrol chasing after each other. Oh, it sounds good! <laughs> um, so I- Icarus battled Druig and his corrupted Eternals alone. Uh, so Icarus takes on like 13 Eternals by himself. So he must be like the most powerful. Yeah, we we said this last week that Icarus is super strong and powerful, but he's super fucking thick. Like he's headstrong <laughs> as fuck and he doesn't think. And so he's walked right into a 13 on 1 situation. Yeah. Um and so what Icarus does cuz he he he, he's, he puts up a good fight, but it is 13 gods against one god. Um, uh, Icarus led them into battle uh, with his allies in San Francisco the X-Men what? the X-Men turn up yeah Icarus is just like hey I'm near a bunch of X-Men who could really help me and I'm on good terms with them (laughs) so he brings Mm. the fight to them um, do I follow them on Twitter? I do I do (laughs) Logan get over here (laughs) so ultimately uh, Druig and all the Eternals joined forces to counter a sudden threat from space known as the Horde. Now, right. what the, no, no, look, Connor, you're going to really think this is cool, I promise, I swear okay, to God, okay, bear with come me. On. Okay, come on. Okay, <laughs> I swear to God, bear with me. Okay, come on. So, when the Eternals come back to judge humanity at the end of everything, after their experiment has run its course... They they take like a reading of the energy on the planet, and they the see vibes well, aren't good here. They say very similar. Um, mm. So the way there's Eternals and Deviants, if the energy from all of humanity leans more towards Eternals, then the Celestials absorb their power. But if it leans more towards the Deviants, 
then the horde absorbs all the power. Right. Okay. So it's like... The, okay, wait. So the good guys and the bad guys of the gods, so they at the end of it, they're going to come down to Earth, and if Earth is like taken... If there is leading more so on the bad side, then the bad gods get all the power. Yes. And um, vice versa. That's it. That's it. So... Um, it, it it happens with every planet that Celestials do a, uh, an experiment on that this is the agreement that whichever way it leans at the end they get to absorb the power what what do you think uh, what way do you think Earth is leaning right now oh I hope they don't come soon let me say <laughs> I hope the Horde are hungry <laughs> <laughs> hope they've not had Din Din's yet <laughs> because they're going to get fed quite a lot so in terms of powers and abilities for Druig, um, it's very similar, I'll say, to Icarus. Um, so he has near immortality, super strength, superhuman stamina, telepathy, illusions, telekinesis, flight, energy projection, teleportation, and matter transmutation. So um, all the powers. All the powers, pretty much. Um, but when it gets really interesting is when you look at his power grid. Um so he has an intelligence of five, as opposed to Icarus's two. Right. Uh, so he's a, so it like the more you talk, the more I'm just thinking of Loki and Thor. Like I would consider Loki smarter than Thor. Definitely. So, but Thor is a better person. So all their scenarios is Loki just talking shit and just doing shit housery, and Thor's like, "I'm gonna beat him up." And when he runs at him, he falls into a pit of bears or some shit. Because Loki's like, "You always run at me. I'm obviously going to set up a pit of bears." Yeah, you don't think these things through. You just <laughs> you rely just... on being strong. Yeah. Whereas Loki has had to like change his tactics realizing he's probably not the strongest but now he can be the smartest so the more you're talking all i can think of is like that dynamic can be done again in a godlike way that's it and we t- we touched on it uh, my last report that the eternals all specialize in something um like no eternal really is sevens across the board um and druig is like he's a psycho but he's a master tactician as well um, and mm. he, like he, he can, uh, he's like Loki. He can think his way out of a fight. He doesn't have to resort to fighting. But saying that, his strength is four. Uh, his fighting skills are four. His energy projection is six, and his speed and durability are both sevens. Right. Oh, so he's fast and f- he's fast and smart instead of like bulky and and dumb. Yeah, which I like. It is that Loki dynamic. And I just, oh, I think it works so fucking well. And I, th- I think, I think there's a lot. Th- this is why the Eternals are so interesting. Like even you doing this report, you were doing an absolutely amazing job. There's Thanks, so but. much shit to to get through. Like, and all these names are things that are obviously a bit weird. But after a f- after a movie or half a movie, all these names will just be the same. Like Thor, God of Thunder, or whatever. Like. Who, who like that's a weird name, but it's fine. And Loki, like they're yeah. weird names, but we but like just Groot, Gamora, normal. Nebula, fuck, you know, like yeah, like you doing it now. We don't have any cultural reference, but like when the movie comes out, these reports will just be like, oh yeah, I know that character. I seen him in the film. Yeah, and it simplifies it so so much because they they mm. condense all the information down to what is necessary for the character. Um. 
I think I think he's probably he, as you said he'll be the driving force of the film though like as because he's probably the most interesting one yeah like yeah what like if all of these gods are meant to be good and defend humanity what happens when one of them gets greedy is the question yeah one one of them besides i want more than being a god which is like a terrible like it's a weird thing to say but there's always going to be one dickhead who wants more yeah and i think in terms of even the way and we keep referring to the movie because it's probably the most like cultural exposure the eternals will ever get um but like richard madden playing off barry keown in this dynamic sounds really fucking interesting to me and barry keown i think is part like richard madden is a big enough guy whereas barry keown i always think of a smaller now if you don't know who barry keown is i would recommend googling him like but he's probably of a smaller stature so it would be it'd be very easy for them to fall into those roles of like big, t- big handsome tough guy who's just like I'll fuck you up, and then you have the shifty guy who's a lot smarter. Yeah, I and I think it's Richard Madden very much looks like your typical hero, um, and mm. as you say, he's built like a superhero. Whereas Barry Keoghan does look like that slightly more reserved kind, but still like incredibly. He has like he he has a power to him, but he's not showing you until it's too late, kind of thing. I also think of um, Martian Manhunter when you're going through all of these. Like they all just remind me of like um, the Green Mar- or the Martian Manhunters just in general. Like that that whole race of aliens because they all have telepathy. They're all super strong, can fly, can turn invisible, um, and they're all they all have a thing. But I, the difference is that in the Eternals, every one of them specialized in something. I don't know if that's the same in in the dc comic book i think it's very much seen as they can all do it all yeah like it's just it's 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 like how any kryptonian who comes to earth would have the power of superman kind of a thing yeah it's just it's just it's part of the race like that's just everyone has those powers and they're all none of them could handle fire that that's kind of it yeah I, I think if you t- it is very interesting if you take a lot of gods and they're all super strong, but they all have strengths in different areas, that would make it a lot easier to create a plot line from that if you're going to do a film. Whereas if everyone's the same character, then what is the point? You end up with the Power Rangers. <laughs> That's it, where they're all equally as good as each other, which means none <laughs> so of them is like, special. There, there's no need for six. What you want is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle situation. You need oh. someone who's smart, someone who's <laughs> strong. You, that is what you need. That that is actually it. Like you've just summed it up there. You need the t- the, the Ninja Turtles, not the Power Rangers in the Eternals. <laughs> if movie. you're building a team, if you're building any comic book team, you need the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mantra instead of the Power Rangers mantra of "We'll all morph and we'll just see what happens." Where in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a, like a ridiculous idea for a comic book. But they absolutely nail the fact that no matter how ridiculous it is, that they all have their own speciality, speciality, so that they're all they all are needed. Yeah, they're just yeah. Fuck, you've summarised that so well. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't happen often, Sean. No, but look, when it does, it's beautiful. It was it? it was bound to happen once every three hundred and fifty episodes. <laughs> That's when we have a real winner of a of a of an analogy. 
<laughs> Would you like me to take us out, John? Yes, please, Connor. Thank you for listening to my nonsense. By the way, I am I am very much try, trying to drive the fact that there will be a shirt that says, Sean, what are the Eternals on it? And uh, Sean's not happy with it, but I'm very <laughs> nope. much trying to get it going. <laughs> if I see you wearing one of those shirts in public, I will not speak to you. <laughs> Um, speaking of shirts, Sean, we do have two brand new designs coming to our store next week on the 21st. Um, I think that is Thursday of next week. So that will coincide with a 21% off deal that we are going to be running um, over there. So there's going to be a 21% deal off everything on the store. And there's going to be two brand new designs going up there if you want to check that out. The link is down below for the store at the minute. You can get, the, you can get merch with the logo on it at the minute. But if you want to wait a week... That you can get some some new exciting stuff. There's going to be some Hero Zero stuff, some other kind of stuff. You know, you know the general vibe. I might put out a teaser during oh. during the week. Mike, look at you, mm, social yeah. media expert <laughs> that you are. I can sometimes sign into Facebook every so often. <laughs> I'm, I I'd be a madman for those uh, despicable me memes. I love oh, the good love minions. Them. You love a minion. They're they're like. The, which would you prefer the? Rayman Raving Rabbids or the Minions? Mm, uh, which would I prefer? Neither. Which one do I see more than Minions? That's fair. Okay, I respect that. There, there was a four-year span where all I seen from anyone older than me, anyone older than 50 on Facebook, was just Minions. I think that's still going on, isn't it? But you don't have to look at Minions, Sean, because we have a very old Facebook group that is oh, privatised. What's that if done? you want to head He's over so there, the Detective Divilman's discussion group that we ha- we host over there, if you want to head on over, you can join up to the group and you get specialised comic book and nerd stuff news. There's all the listeners of the show are just all in the group just having a chat. Um, there's no minions. If, there, if I see a minion post from any of you, you're getting kicked. You're, That's you're my one blocked. rule. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to say whatever you want to each other. But meet one minion, and I'll have to have a long, hard think about it. Um, also, we are on Facebook and Twitter, and we have our own Facebook page as well. And um, we're on Twitter at Here's for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Um, Instagram is Here's for Hire Podcast. And I think that's about it. We also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Here's for Hire Podcast if you want to support the show. If you head on over there, we put out an extra episode every single month called The Lazarus Pit where we do a movie review of a selected movie now I will say that um, the we normally give it up to the listeners or to the patrons we ask them what movie would they like us to review everyone's thrown in an idea they're all in the hat and then once a month we pull it out and we do a 90 minute review on it yeah and it's 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 actually it's generally a really fun time um, and also you it, if you watch the movie beforehand, it's great. But also, I think we do a pretty good job of talking through a movie. Mm, sometimes. sometimes. Sometimes I have to watch Batman and Robin and my eyes bleed. Sometimes we both watch Jingle All The Way. <laughs> we did. We did. I got to watch Arnie fight a reindeer. Not many people can say that. He um, um, So I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. What a week. Thank you very much for taking us out, Connor. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, yeah. And I think that's about it. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Neal. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.